In a world in crisis, can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to a show called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. Yeah! Woo! 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 We're here. The boys are back. You know what's great when you're editing a podcast? Oh, I'm tired. Levels. Now. I bet Cons- it's levels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Consistent levels. John, I don't care because that's woken people up. See, they probably listen to this. That. On a rainy Monday, <laughs> and now we've woken them up, and they're like, "Woo! If come I'm, on!" If I'm like, no, to be fair, if you keep that volume the entire, like the levels will be fine if you can just maintain that volume. Okay, entire... I'll keep this volume from now. <laughs> also, I worry that there's uh, an unhinged edge to Nick because you <laughs> you've got half a beer in you, and um... I've got a whole beer in me. It's gone. Yeah, and also you've had like a beer every night this week. One beer. Good call. No, I don't think every night, but close. Doctor I've had you should more have... than one every night. Yeah. But I just can't drink that much. <laughs> to be fair, I've not had a drink since Monday, but on Monday I did have ten beers. <laughs> Is that a comical exaggeration, or do you have no? No, it's it's actually not. Ten I had beers. I had three pitchers shared, three four pint pitchers a pitcher shared. Of a beer isn't a beer. That's a drawing. But poured into a pint glass. Oh, I, I didn't see. drink it from the pitcher, and I had two pints. So that's roughly ten. Yeah. Wait. Rounded so, up sorry. So you 10. drank all the pitchers? No, no, no. I shared f- three or four. I think it was four. Four pint pitchers. Okay, I can do this. This is like that maths puzzle with, with a friend. So that's three pints One you friend. drank. No. <laughs> that's eight pints. Four four pint pitchers. Oh, I thought you said three. I maybe four I did, but I yeah. think it was, it was three or four. <laughs> maybe I did, but what I meant. What I, what I meant to <laughs> say, according to my attorneys, that you had half of. So you had eight pints. Eight pints theory. plus a couple of pints. Right. So ten points. Ten points. That's very impressive. Woo! And I went to work the day after. So sort of. like bollocks. <laughs> I didn't feel great. <laughs> in body, if not in spirit. I was watching the football, to be fair. And you need oh, a few beers while you're watching the football. Well, we did make brief reference to the World Cup in our last episode. Yes, we don't need to talk about it again. No, definitely not. No. We but never was, repeat ourselves on this show. I'm guessing we never Tunisia won. Repetitiveness is my job. <laughs> my job. Repetitiveness is my job. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a spoiler, John. What's it? Tunisia 1. Oh, no. England 2. <laughs> Woo! Come on. It's coming home. Did you hear? You heard is the rumour? It's coming it? home. Is that the rumour? It's coming home. Shit, it's coming home. Football's coming home. Knocks you talk about football too much. We're but in it now. Chris Ray, here's a question for you. Yo. That song, Football's Coming Home, it's or coming Three Lions on a Shirt, as it's... The song's called Three Lions. Yes. Yes. What is the, the famous lyric in that song? There are many famous lyrics. Well, how, how many years of Hurt? 30. And, and, I... and since that song was released, it's been... <laughs> uh, how long has it been? 22 years? Well, I, I believe that was like 90. That was 96. 96. Right. So, so, yeah, 22 years. So it's 52 years of Hurt. Yeah. That doesn't go very well in a song, though. No. They should just bring it out every four years. Let's just update the song to add to the tally. They brought it out for 98 and then they just like, forget it. That's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's so bad. We can't bring it out every two years. Did they say 34 then? 
Uh, they said no more oh, years of her. Oh, no more, right. In, okay. in, your, in France 98. And then we went out in the second round. Yeah. Do, do you maybe like, do you maybe think football isn't our thing? Whatever, as John. a country. <laughs> yeah, as a country. It's coming home, John. Will you mark my words. Didn't we invent it? Yeah. <laughs> not, me, not me personally. The other, the other nations like caught up. Okay. Bastards. We may have invented it, but we are the last country to outlaw fighting on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite a damning card. indictment that we in, in, invented football, rugby, cricket, and we're fucking awful at all of them. Yeah. Of course, back in the day, we just used a tree scum covered in yeah. nails instead of a ball. <laughs> we used to, we used to move very much. We used an overripe orange. <laughs> oh, we dreamed of an orange. Yeah. Anyway, there is ostensibly a format to this show. Oh. Um, and that format is that we bring Hakes and Loves to the table and discuss them. Yes, we do. As yes. we get into our mid-twenties as a show, maybe we should... I was going to say, I'm in my mid-twenties. That's very flattering, I was about to say. Well, who has a hate and would like to get us started? I've got a hate. Go on. Here we go. So, I hate people. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been a good run, everybody. No, no. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you for listening so far. I hate people who don't like fiction. Who don't oh. like stories. I see. I've, I've, never met, met, I've never met anyone who doesn't like a story. I, I didn't think it was possible. I thought that, weird. that like a story is kind of like food. Like Everyone likes food. They just like different foods. And, you know, so everyone doesn't like, I don't know, tempura prawns. That's fine. Yeah. But they'll, also, may, they'll maybe like a bacon sandwich. That's okay. But I have met two, maybe three instances of people... Two and a half. <laughs> um, who just outright say, "Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't like anything made up. I don't like any made up shit." I, I watch, and so I say, "Like, oh, what do you watch?" And they'll either watch sport, which obviously that's a, that's real, I guess. sort of, uh, Depends or which sport. documentaries across the board. And one of these people, wow. one of these people owns and runs a filmmaking company. So that might be enough for you guys to guess who I'm referring to there. Skewing Spielberg. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he hates the story. <laughs> I was going to say Scorsese, but... If ever a guy historically hated uh, the concept of fiction, it's Steven Spielberg. The thing is, everything's made up. I know! That's the thing. What I'm saying now is gobbledygook. Uh, well, it always is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But, but even relatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chris Ray, you once made a statement that... Here we go. Oh, no. You don't like music. Yeah, well... <laughs> I have made that statement, and I'll and I'll Is clarify. Not... I'll clarify what I mean. <laughs> Please because, do because yeah. every time that comes up now, Liz, my lovely girlfriend Liz, what a pretty name, says, "But you sing all the time." Yes, I do. You're a very musical. What man. I mean, thank you. <laughs> what I mean, not always from the mouth. <laughs> when I say I don't like music, is that people are like, "Oh, oh, we can change the world with music." You can't. Yeah, you won't and you can't. It's not going to happen. Music is a form of entertainment, and that's fine. Also, oh, you hate the music with capital M. Pre, pre the pretense yeah. of music, yeah. like not actual music. I'm not. I'm not passionate about any bands or genres of music. It's really what I mean, and I'm exaggerating because I'm a funny guy. <laughs> uh, and people who go, oh, we can change the world with music. You can't. You legislation law. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are right. You are fundamentally right. I just. <laughs> I think a lot of that came to head around um, Live 8. I think I spent about s- six hours ranting at that, Live 8. That was a sequel well, on to- Twitter again. No, I think <laughs> Twitter was Twitter didn't exist. Twitter, yeah. oh, it was right, yeah, yeah. Halcyon Days. Where oh, we- thank God. <laughs> I was talking to people in the room. Oh my God. Just 
sitting in a chair, yeah. as I recall. I think I, I recall, yeah. Um, it was an odd Just one. hating on Live 8. Just saying, hate that Live pointless 8. this, pointless. I think pointless. around the time Chris Martin walked on stage and started talking about making poverty history. Good work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> glad we <laughs> glad we nipped that in the what's bud. Po- what's yeah. poverty? <laughs> Solved that problem, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, it's just... Oh, I, I was going to bring up that you absolutely love the Eurovision Song Contest, but that's, that's not really true. about music, is it? Let's be honest. That's more about the bullshittery. Yeah. The Eurovision Song, song Contest. And everything about me should hate it, mm. but I love it. It's brilliant. But sorry, Nick, not to yeah, derail the thing. Totally uh, hijacked my hate. Did, did you wish anymore. to elaborate further? Well, it's quite a general one, this, really. I just... There's, there's specifically a guy. I'm just going to say it. It's... Uh, so if, you, if you're a listener... <laughs> Hi. That, that's bold. <laughs> oh, oh, may, have, may have to bleep that. You could just do a beep on that. Thing is, this is or a, a fa- fart noise. This That'd is a good. factual show, so he might actually enjoy this. I don't know. I don't if we hashtag know. the word fact, he might find it. I don't it. think he has a sense of humour at all. So <laughs> Maybe beep that as well. Actually, if you beep the first bit, it's fine. Anyway. If um, you're listening to this, then John has forgotten to beep the rest of this conversation. Yeah, hello. <laughs> he r- runs a filmmaking company. But he, but and, and granted, most of the films they make are like corporate videos, just right. just like talking heads, I just, and whatever. I, I am in the interest of pre- <laughs> maintaining <GDPR>. some <laughs> anonymity. I'm gonna have to like. He owns a cake making business. <laughs> like he makes delicious cakes. You better not do that because that ruins my whole point. I see. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, does, you, he doesn't you, make delicious cakes. No. That's well, you. Point. Well, you. Sorry. Continue. I will. Well, there's not much more to say really, other than I don't understand how someone who can get into the business of making films. Mm. albeit corporate films mm. but sometimes they're not sometimes they are a little bit storytelling cannot like but like he's gone he's gone on record to say he doesn't like fiction like he doesn't like stories but he must have watched or she must have watched films yeah let's keep that one yeah. anonymous for now despite me already having said <laughs> is he, is he must he watch make... films yeah he must have watched films when you say yes. fiction you, you make, this person may be thinking oh I don't but this is the thing I think you're absolutely right because I yeah. think some people think that fiction means science fiction yes. or fantasy. Mm. Whereas, or a book, even. Yeah, but Is like this they... his way of saying he can't read? <laughs> maybe. That's maybe but those same is. people would watch Broadchurch yeah. and be like, yeah. oh, it's very, last episode was very good, very good. You know, <laughs> they talk like that. Um, so it's, it's almost like there's a disconnect there in their head. They don't understand that that's a story too. That's not the news. I think we've talked about uh, it's interesting when someone, and I I do know what you mean because I I, I can think of maybe a few people in my life who've been similar Mm. but I think we've talked about how it's often really weird when people go like they never say like, oh I don't like fantasy or I don't like science fiction, but there's almost people who kind of like close themselves. Oh I don't like that made up stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and they don't even try it. Yeah, they don't don't actually know. Yeah, and it's kind of like they'll only watch it's more like you'll you'll you won't go outside your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And it's all like, oh, all that all that like Star Trek, Star Wars nonsense. That's just for nerds and stuff, isn't it? It's like, well, not according to Star Wars fans. <laughs> no, they're the worst people yeah. in the world. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm just attacking everyone today. <laughs> oh, they are. They are. But they we'll get there. We'll oh, get there. Oh, I think I wonder. Oh, oh, I, I wonder if I've seen what you've seen, which may inspire your hate today. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. Um, yeah, I just like I think there's I think there's two camps of people. I think there's people who don't get into don't even try open their minds to science fiction or fantasy because they're like that's kiddie stuff or that's silly made up fairies and and monsters and stuff. That's stu- how could I possibly how could that ever be a story for a grown up? I think is how they think. 
And because they're absolutely committed for some reason to maintaining their appearance as a very mature grown-up person, they couldn't possibly let that that armour shatter in any way by saying, I watched Star Wars the other night. But it almost goes hand in hand as if, like, with the idea that if you are an adult, Mm. air quotes, you're meant to be miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost like... Why can't we enjoy entertainment? Yeah. And I feel it is like a kind of resentment where it's like, well, look, I work a nine to five. I pay my taxes. You know, I watch documentaries. You know, who I'll are you? I go home and I watch documentaries. Yeah. It's like, who are you to be enjoying yourself? Yeah. You know... It's... Yeah. It's almost... There's almost a weird resentment of those who do, who let loose and, and just go, oh, well, I like it when a guy gets a space laser out and cuts another guy in half and he gets robot legs or something. It's pretty cool. As a, as a kind of like... <laughs> it, it's, as a kind of like related thing... I, I fully respect like if people love watching stuff that's down to earth. Yeah, I mean like there are so many crime dramas. There's so many. Absolutely, I I take issue. My my hate is not people's tastes being different from mine. I completely get that. That's fine. But I don't understand how you can hate stories. I just do not understand that. That to me is like hating food. Yeah. No. Nobody I... hates food. What do you yeah. do? I know. Do you know what I mean? What do you do in your spare time? Stories are you everywhere. Don't like stories. Yeah. You just sit in like a in a room. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? It'd be nothing... Like, well, like, like stating the bleeding obvious. I was like, one of the first things we ever did as a civilization was tell stories. That's what set us apart from just being, like, animals. Well, I think it's, yeah, because if you take away that, then your life is basically like, you would sleep, wake up, do the things you need to get food and yeah. sustenance, and uh, keep the roof over your head. And, and then go to sleep again. Yeah, and then you would just go to sleep. <laughs> That's why we invented light. <laughs> you know, well... <laughs> Spoilers, we didn't invent light, but it's why we made like ways of bringing light into our cave. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd just be, well, I guess we'll sit in the dark until sleep takes us, or the wolf, I don't know, <laughs> or the beast. Well, that would be a story. A yeah. wolf took me. Yeah, careful. Yeah. Or a He's wolf took my husband. Straying into dangerous storytelling. That's a story. Yeah, now let's pay a good one as well. Let's uh, offer up a sacrifice to this stone, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to Smash this... cut 2,000 years later. It's us recording this podcast. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you don't have a stone? Oh, yeah. the stone. All hail the stone. We do live in a weird age because, like, I'm... <laughs> now I'm I'm at a point where I'm in my day job and I am tapping away on a thing thinking, oh, I've got to get that report done. Blah, 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 blah. Four people behind me are having a massive conversation about the end of Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> what an era. Yeah, like, what an age we live in. What a golden age. How does this make any sense? Like, yeah. uh... Yeah, it is bizarre. It's weird. I just, I just, I just can't get my head around it. Personally. I think that individual's full of shit. I... That's not true in its in its purest form as a statement. I'm inclined to agree with you. That's I not... don't think. I think he has, on many occasions, watched and enjoyed a story. Um, he he's keeping up a pretense, or he can only call to mind factual or documentary type things that he's mm. watched. And is forgetting that a story transcends what he, what his narrow view considers a story. I think. There you go. I think also like or her. Maybe, maybe it goes. Yeah, yeah. Let's maintain that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it goes along with like um, I'm a serious person doing a serious job. I do not enjoy fiction. I cannot see the point of fiction. Therefore, I cannot see the point of anyone who makes fiction. You know, it's, you're I, fired. I, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I can't help but feel that that is an element of it. Like I'm. I am a proper person doing a proper yeah, job. Yeah, I agree. And I can't believe some people just waste their time making stories. But guarantee, like it is for spice on mistake of life. Like yeah. without. Without it's one of any form very of story. few, to be totally honest with you. Like yeah. when you boil down to what we actually have to enjoy ourselves outside of what we have to do, 
there are very few different spices. And that's a massive one of them. Yeah. Because where do you take it? Like, if you go from there and say, like, oh, I don't enjoy stories, you might as well say, I don't enjoy music. You... Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we should all watch, say that. We should all say something idiotic like that. Yeah. But even like, uh, even like an, uh, a documentary. A documentary is about ostensibly true things, but it is a narrative. And it's always built in a very story type way because it always sensationalizes that which is relatively straightforward. Yeah. But it turns it into a bit more of a, I don't know, a story. Yeah. And if it, if it didn't have a story or a narrative, if people hadn't edited it into a format you would enjoy, you might as well just be watching a live stream of the of, world. Uh, of the world, <laughs> yes. You might as well just scare out the window. Yeah. That is, maybe that's what maybe he, maybe that's that's, what he does. That's the best documentary of all. What's going on out there? Same same thing as normal. Things like those trees. There's some trees. They're blowing in the wind. It's the only truth, though. But that was good. I look forward to tuning in again tomorrow. It was refreshing. <laughs> Pruning in again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that was very good. Have Who's you, got hate? I, I've got a hate. Go on. Um, Go on. My hate Go on. is when a, tie, when a franchise oh my. has tie-ins in other media... Which try but fail to expand the universe. Oh, okay. To to what are you referring? I feel like I know this as a concept. Uh, but I couldn't think. Of I know. Example. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. I can think of a couple of big uh, offenders, but um, I would say Star Wars is one. Yes. Yeah. I would say um, some of the Marvel uh, yes. movies, and I'll elaborate on those in a, in a minute. But one that kind of sprung to mind is Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rick and Morty is a very successful TV show. As sure. we know, that is a fiction for those among you who oh, don't, I don't like enjoy those. fiction. I work fiction. And because it is very successful, it now has a tie-in comic. Does it? I did not know this. Yeah, this is true. However, because there have only actually been, <clears throat> I believe, 18 episodes of Rick and Morty. What, total? Yeah, like every really? season is like six episodes long. Yeah, they're quite short, aren't they? Um... Yeah, it's, it's probably around that, yeah. Uh, yeah, call it 18. Give or 20. take, yeah. So, so when you add it up, it's like this global phenomenon about a thing mm. only hinges on... There's actually very little lore and storytelling to, to have happened so far. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, Rick and Morty crams a hell of a lot of world it building does. in. Yeah. But if you go like, hey, I'm a, I'm a producer. I'm a producer. Hey, money. Everybody's loving this Rick and Morty thing. Oh, sure. So it just makes sense to do a tie-in. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about it's all about the what's above the black line. Ultimately, yeah. John. Like if it were a movie, you'd want a Saturday morning cartoon. You'd yep. want a comic. You do all these all these kind of things. But it's like the creative team behind the comic uh... aren't in the writers' room mm. for the TV show. No, they've just been handed a license, and the license is basically here are our toys, play with them, but don't break them. Mm. Yeah. So okay. the comic couldn't introduce a thing which would run counter to anything that's been previously said. No, and they can't be too adventurous because when season four of Rick and Morty comes out, like, what if they say, oh, now Rick is trapped in a black hole for like yeah. a season? And it's like, oh, well. Why isn't Rick referring to the fact that he was trapped in a black hole for yeah. a Yeah, so it has to be that safe form of canon tie in when oh, you never God, rock yeah. the boat. Yeah. And I think this really kind of struck home for me is when I saw that they've done a limited miniseries or maybe one off tie in about uh, Grumbopulous. I'm going to get his name wrong, Grumbopulous Michael, Michael yes. who is an assassin who turns up in one episode of Rick and Morty. Very briefly. Very briefly. 
So they're thinking that if we do a story about him, it's safe because it's very unlikely to touch any other aspect of the universe. Thing is, and I realise you're using Rick and Morty as an example to demonstrate your point, but literally anything can happen in that show. There are no rules in that show. There are infinite universes... And yeah. if they need them, infinite periods of time, yeah, should true. they need that? Yeah, which is why... Um, uh, Doctor Who's another example of this. Yeah. Big time. But, but it's why, like, uh, the, the, the tie-in, which is in this instance is a comic, mm. can can never... It, it, will be, it will be oddly yeah, limited, because yeah, yeah, anything yeah. could happen. But unless they keep saying it's an alternate... It'd be better if they did say it was an alternate reality version because then they could do anything. Yeah, see, that would that would actually be really clever. This is yeah. like, this is Rick 219 or whatever. Yeah. But, and his Morty's adventures. But okay. even like, they never want to inadvertently... What if the comic inadvertently did something amazing and by pure coincidence... They stepped on their toes. Yeah. Or we have a writer's room were like, well, crap, we were going to do something very similar. Because this is the thing with Rick and Morty is that practically every episode has these really big earth-shattering concepts and it plays with them and throws them out like practically every minute. And so if you're going to do that in the comic, if you're going to do that in any form of storytelling in the Rick and Morty universe, you are going to clash with what's already been done. Yeah. That, that, it, just because of the nature of how they tell stories. Uh, well, a classic one, I, I would say, is... Um, I, I always think of um, like cartoon tie-ins yeah to uh like a film mm-hmm. like uh there was um an avengers cartoon which ran before the movie yes the original avengers came out it's called earth's mightiest heroes oh. and i i really liked it it was very uh true to the comics it referenced tons of stuff mm. tons of characters because the avengers have historically always been a big team so they brought in tons of characters from the comics even wonder man who i maybe like the only person in the world in the world who is a fan of <laughs> no. And it was really good. It had, t- it had a really strong narrative, lots of continuity, and it got cancelled because... Because the movie was coming Yeah, out. because oh. when Avengers was coming out, Marvel were like, well, hang on. If anyone, if a, a fan of the movie is watching this cartoon, they're going to be like, who the hell is... Who the hell is Wonder Man? Who's that, yellow... Yeah. That's a crazy reason to cancel the show. Because there are so many iterations of the Avengers already. Ah, but there's a the thing. They cancelled it and then immediately launched a new cartoon. Oh, which was connected to the, sh- the film. Yeah, so it had a completely different art style. Right. So they based it on the the characters as they appeared in the movie. Right. Slightly, slightly cartoonized. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Hulk wasn't constantly tearing shit up. He was like a <laughs> lovable member of a team. You know, but then they go on adventures. But then it's like... This is the problem they face because they've got to write weekly (laughs) Saturday morning adventures for the Avengers team, which isn't going to counteract anything that will eventually happen in the movies. Yeah. Without knowing what that's going to be. They must know that Ultron's coming. Yeah. You know, uh, Thanos is coming. Right, we can't use Ultron. We can't use Thanos. And then what if they go like, well, let's plumb the depths of... But then um... then you present the problem that why aren't they referencing these things in the films? Yeah, yeah. Or in the... TV shows or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it'd be better if like everyone was in on it. Yeah, it's the fact when they have a kind of a separate writers' room, a tame writers' room, who are like, you know, you can do X, but you can't mm. go too crazy. I totally get your point because I reckon a lot of people would turn around as a counter argument to what you're saying and just go, "Oh, John, it's just a story. Like, why can't you just let them do that thing and these people?" But no, the counter argument to that, and I believe is the be all and end all of this whole situation, is this story is about a shared universe. Mm. And you are adding to that universe. You're deliberately trying to do this. You're, you're, it's not that you're just trying to do a little accompanying cartoon series that has a bit of fun. No, you're actually trying to tie it into the movie. And in doing so, you're stunting 
the entire creative team involved. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, maybe just don't do that. Maybe just let the movies be the movies and make something else. Supplementary things. Not well, tied in Or Because there there's examples of spin-offs done well. Yeah. When you do focus on a character that, or, or a part of the world that can't interact in any way, and you can have real fun with that. I'm trying to think of an example now. But. Well, I think I think um, this is where maybe Star Wars comes in because there are, mm. there are so many adaptations and spin-offs of Star Wars and cartoons alone. But you, if you're faced with this option of like we have to create a series, yeah, we have to create more content by minute than are actually movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, then we have to find a way to tell new stories without, without treading on the toes. Yeah, on so the you've toes. got you've got two paths to go. You either try and find like a pocket little yeah. thing to deal with, which won't it's impact on the movies. But isn't, yeah. Or, and this is where the Grum, Grum Populous Michael right. thing comes in, you pick on one... Obscure character. Because you can't create anything new. Because if you create anything too new, you're going to upset the boat. And also, how is it connected to, to yeah. what it is you're trying to... Or if you create a character that becomes really, really popular, people are going to be like, well, how does that fit into... Is that character going to pop up in the movies? Oh, What's going to happen? <laughs> That's the problem. But then... And again, I'll come to this yeah. <laughs> a bit later. <laughs> but Rogue One, for example, I'm trying not to tread on that's something I'm going to say later, but Rogue One has a load of references to Rebels. Yeah. The yeah. TV show Rebels. Oh, oh, do- oh does it? Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Loads. I didn't know that. Um, and if you don't watch Rebels, you won't pick up on them. And that's fine. But then they've dropped them in and it's like people get very precious about Star Wars, generally speaking. Oh, really? Yeah, they do a <laughs> wow. bit sometimes. That's odd. And they, and they go... Oh, didn't you see that in, in Rogue One? Oh, I guess you don't watch Rebels. No. No, no I, don't. I fucking don't. <laughs> what I'm, of it? Well, partly because I can't. No I mean, one said that to me. I'm just giving you an example no, but, but, of a conversation that, that, that probably that, has happened. This is a separate but minor point right. I will make. A, gri- a gripe. Yeah. Which is where it's almost impossible to criticise... Uh, a plot point in Star Wars, mm. almost people will, but because if you say like, who was that character? Why was that character important? Oh well, actually, why, why was she on? Oh uh, well, if you read, if <laughs> yeah. you read the Legends uh, Volume Thirty Six <laughs> on page twenty five, <laughs> I think you'll find that character was a key figure in the rebellion. <laughs> Fuck off! But this is the thing. It's like, um, like Last Jedi comes around, and it's like, and me just in the back of my head is like. Yeah, I guess these guys are meant to be friends, but I guess they haven't actually had a lot of screen time together. And then people go like, or then like, you know, breaking news, like new 12-part limited comic series <laughs> d- explains why Poe and Finn are friends, you know, and fills in the gap between these two movies. I'm like, oh! Put it in the fucking movie! Oh, put cool. it in the movie, please! Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I, re- I read a couple of the new Star Wars books, which I enjoy. Yes. But I would never expect anyone... To n- have that knowledge, having watched the movie. Yeah. Wait, new Star Wars books? Yes. Oh, fuck me. So what? Post-Force so, Awakens So, books. Well. As in written post-Force Awakens. Written after Disney acquired Lucasfilm. So they've created a new universe. So I've read a book called Bloodline, um, which is set before The Force Awakens. Right. Which is but about Leia, predominantly. But it's canon. There are a set of books that came out after Return of the Jedi. Um which came out over a series of about 20 years. And Disney, when they acquired Lucasfilm, went, no, none of that's canon anymore. Yeah, I've heard this. So, yeah. And now it's called Star Wars Legends. So what, it, all that old stuff All is. that old stuff's called Star Wars Legends. It didn't actually happen. But <laughs> Disney are now taking a load of that stuff and putting it back into canon. Of course. So it's they're repeating old shit, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. 
I mean, like Doctor Who, obviously I brought that as an example yeah. of this as well. And I think Doctor Who gets a, uh, a free ticket mainly because its storytelling is kind of shonky most of the time. So their adherence to continuity and stuff like that is usually fobbed off with, oh, the Doctor's been around for like 900 years, so he did that before or after, whatever you're watching now. And because he's a time traveller, then maybe he can just overwrite things he's already done. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they've got to the point where they... It's not even a crutch anymore. It's it's like a suit made of crutches that they wear delightfully, like, proudly. Like, (laughs) look at this! None of it makes sense! Hooray for us! And no one cares anymore. So that's how you can get all these writers doing these, like, novels and spin-offs. And they get officially canonised by the writers of Doctor Who. Because I honestly think that whoever is in charge just ticks it and goes, signed off. I don't care. Mm. Retcons are in at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Retcons are new black. But but again, like, your options are you know, play it ridiculously safe. And therefore quite boring. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you you focus on a very minute thing which made mm. no which was probably just because on that day of shooting in the film, they were like, hey, which which prop gun should I use? This one or this one? And the prop director goes, Oh yeah, use that one. You know, and then everyone goes like, How did that guy get his gun? Like, oh man, like you know That's why a twelve part comic series yeah, about how yeah. <laughs> Or you start like filling in the gaps in that person's canonical timeline, where you're, you're like, yeah, you're, you're skating dangerously close to me ranting about Solo at the moment. I was about okay. to say a bit like Solo. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess the thing is, if you don't want any spoilers for the film Solo, a Star Wars story, don't watch A New Hope <laughs> <laughs> because that, when Han Solo sh- shows up, gives you the plot of that movie. Yeah, the end. Yeah, pretty much. Or when you fact, I guess just to round out, so when you factor in all the shit which Luke has apparently done between A New Hope and uh, The Empire Certainly Strikes a lot, Back, a lot of people have drawn things he's done in between Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi. Well, I'm just saying, like, he's had a hell of a life. Like, you know, it's almost like, oh, Luke's Luke's so out of character in The Last Jedi. Come back in thirty years and tell me if you're out of character. Or <laughs> well, people go like, oh, uh, you know, I, I. I'm working on this uh, novel and it's set uh, in, uh, you know, like in this one movie where there's like a screen wipe, <laughs> you know, it's, it's in that moment. It's set during that screen eight, wipe. There were eight months between that screen wipe I and I wrote. that second. But, so you've got to imagine that like, it's like Luke runs off screen. Yeah. Has an epic adventure. Happened, yeah. yeah. Comes back and goes, <sighs> <sighs> you know, <That's laughs> then he's back in, yeah. <laughs> You're getting me started now. <laughs> let's let's get into your. Uh, no, come on. I'll just, just let me just say this quickly. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> let's just say. It quickly. Oh, okay. The, they've just announced that they're going to stop these Star Wars stories. Oh, okay. They're going to stop making them because the Obi Wan film was going to be the next one, but they've just stopped all of them. Oh, what? They're not even going to do that. They're not doing that anymore. So what are they? are not doing Boba Fett. They're just focusing on trilogies now. So they're, they're not they're, doing Boba Fett. Nope. They've cancelled. They've put them on hold. Cancelled them, basically, or basically because well. If you think about the Star Wars stories so far, and this is my last point, I'll shut up after this. <laughs> no, no, Rogue, Rogue One is based on a paragraph at the start of A New Hope. Yeah. That's the storyline of Rogue One. Yeah. Solo is based on a few throwaway lines that Han Solo says during A New Hope. Correct. We already know these things. Yes. Do new things. Yeah. But there you go. But what I was, I mean, just to follow on from this, what I was, when they first said they were going to do these stories, mm. I thought they weren't going to be characters we knew. I thought that was the whole point, no. is that we were going to see like pockets of 
a planet touched by the Empire, so we'd have like the presence of stormtroopers in the Empire and, and the war and stuff. But, but it'd it would be wouldn't, about other things. Yeah, it'd be new characters, new people, new races, new places, all that kind of stuff. I thought that would have been a great opportunity because let's be honest, the, the one of the best, if not the best, thing that Star Wars has is the world, mm. probably. You They're can, not using it very well at the moment. You, there's loads of Jedi's we haven't seen. There's loads of like planets we haven't seen. There's loads of cultures and people and races, all of which could have their own stories. And with a lightsaber and a stormtrooper in there, we know it's a Star Wars story. Rogue One should have been Dunkirk in space. There I said it. That's going to be on your tombstone. There I said it. It should have been Dunkirk in space. <laughs> end of end of discussion. <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm getting at basically is that I'm surprised they're just canning Star Wars stories completely. Yeah, I think because they've had such. Well, Solo did shit at the box office, yeah. basically. So well, they I mean, said, it did we're shit now, compared to Star Wars. Compared Star Wars. to other Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. We're now focusing on episode nine. Okay. Oh, right, well. Fine. Well, you're not before anyway. Cool. Just reminding me that I had a single pack of a Star Wars card game. What that... what, what stage did it take place during, John? Was it Knights what, of the Old Republic? Which, which, was which, it Star Wars which... Legends? It which came planetary out... system was it in? It came out was after... It the Outer Rim? It came out after A Phantom no. Menace. Oh no! And this is—I think honestly, when I was like twelve or however old I was when that film came out, this is the first time in my life I noticed that the seed of this hate was actually sown. Oh, really? Because it's like the Star Wars universe—you can go anywhere, anywhere. It's it's in the title. It's a universe. Yeah. Where are we gonna go? Adventure awakes. How about Tatooine? Uh, I guess we're on Tatooine, but oh, we can go to a, a second planet, Coruscant. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Go to green screen planet. N- or, the, or the other green screen Naboo. planet. <laughs> no, and it's just like, oh, desert planet, because Star Wars. And, yeah. and now, like, uh, anything should be possible. That's the thing, isn't it? There was a desert planet in Force Awakens, and it wasn't Tatooine. Yeah, I, think, I, feel, I, feel like that, I feel like it might as well. <laughs> it's like, why it? <laughs> they're very guilty of that it's like the second film in the new trilogy features a climactic battle on a white planet yeah. and it's like salt you know, it's like, salt that guy, <laughs> that guy looks at the camera and goes it's salt yeah just so we don't think All it's right. snow it's very deliberate alright <laughs> but his mate goes who are you talking to yeah. <laughs> like them his, his mate there you go his right come on get into your hate yeah then. I will his mate was played by the director of Rogue One there you go Really? Yeah, there you oh. go. Cameo. Anyway, you my hate. Well, my hate. My hate I was struggling so a bit today. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> I was struggling a bit to come up with a hate. I'll be honest with you. Um, so I said to Liz, "Liz, what do I hate?" Very, <laughs> everything. It's a very pretty it. name. And um, she gave me a few examples, and I eventually put them all together to come up with what is now my hate. And, okay. I'll, and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. I can't wait. I hate <laughs> that it isn't socially acceptable. To just tell people to fuck off. <laughs> I feel if it were, there'd be no need for our show. <laughs> but it should be. Why Why? Why have we grown up in this world where we can't just go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> to, like, people, it's like, and I'll tell you what led me to this thought. Okay. okay. Uh, we did a few car boot sales last year. Um, and bef- at a car boot sale, you rock up in your car, obviously, mm-hmm. and open the boot. Oh. And you sell out of your car boot. That's why? the concept. But before you do that, People just surround your car going, got any Lego? Got any, got any video games? No, fuck off. <laughs> is what I want to say. Is what you want but I can't say, say that because social etiquette. So you just said, no. I just, I just went, just trying to unpack here, mate. You're not my mate. <laughs> fuck off. And then it's like, how much for these shoes? How much for this? I don't know. I'm I'm just, I'm just, 
fucking oh, walked yes. up here in my car. <laughs> I think, but again, this is the same society. We're part of a society, and we have this shared lie called not telling people to fuck off, which we all subscribe to. And it's <laughs> but it's but it's why? very upsetting, isn't it? <laughs> it's not ideal. It's like your meeting today. Don't you just wish you could have just gone? Oh, fuck off. Yeah. And yet yeah, you'd have been the asshole if you'd done that. You'd be the out, bad guy. Walk out high-fiving everyone yeah, as I go. Yeah, yeah. Just in their face. But now it's the thing, like... It's like I'm asked the question, oh, well, sorry, I don't know the answer to that right now. Oh, why don't you know the answer to that? Fuck off. I don't I just don't have to keep talking to you about it. I just want you to fuck just, off. Just generally, it's like... If I... <laughs> if I don't have an answer for something, I want to be able to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You can tell me to fuck off whenever you want. No, thank you. Yeah. Fuck off. Oh, no. <laughs> It really hurts my It's just when that when that feeling you get very really really frustrated and all you're thinking in your head is just fuck off, just fuck off, just fuck off. But you can't say that. I guess in a in a context where you're trying to be, if not polite, then professional. The flip side is, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with like the customer is always right, that kind of thing. I don't agree with it, but but you find sometimes where like someone is being a colossal idiot. Yeah. And, and you and rather than saying well rather than saying oh fuck off or rather than saying you're wrong and you're being stupid which is a more polite way of saying yes. that you're actually saying like oh you know what let's have a well another, we another could look do it this. that way yeah. but maybe we'll try this as well as that yeah and you have to sort of talk around it that but why a... do I have to do that yes why you of all people why? especially well, you especially me <laughs> why does anyone have to do that why can't we just be brutally honest with each other and tell each other fuck off I must admit, like that would make life so much easier. Everyone would know where they stand. I feel like there's a lot. There, there is a lot of like. <laughs> I feel like etiquette comes very close to just fucking lying a lot yeah. of the time. Uh, yeah. Like I've just been through a couple of job interviews, and I ended up not going for the job at the end. Um, and like I feel like a job interview is so often. You're being asked all these questions, and you're having to sort of talk around mm. what we're all here for. You want an employee. And I want some money. Like, but I can't just sit here and say that, despite that being not only true for me, but every other person who comes through that, every other candidate for that job. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, we're all just lying to each other, really. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit out there. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, you could cut through all that bullshit by I telling f- people to fuck off. <laughs> I feel like the, the problem is, I feel like there's only been a couple of, handful of times in my life where I have got to a point where I've not said fuck off mm. but I've done the equivalent you've done the yes you know yes, what I mean those yeah, moments, yeah, yeah. Those the socially moments, acceptable equivalent the moments where you kind of yeah, the thing is you have to reach breaking point mm. and, you know, and the bad thing yeah, is you that, can't do it from the off yeah but yeah. the bad thing is is that when you reach breaking point you're probably not in your best frame of mind anyway that is so true and I do feel that like every time I have actually done the polite version of do fuck off <laughs> uh, it has ultimately come to bite me in the ass like yeah See, so you look like the bad guy. Yeah, and I, this is the thing. I feel you like you can't win that fight. You you want it to be cathartic. You want to feel great, and you want that person to go like, "Wow, you're right. I am an asshole." Oh my god, yeah. I am. I'm so glad you told me to fuck off. But I feel That'd like the re- I feel the reality is. Oh no, that's why. Well, that's why. That's why yeah. my hate is that it's not socially acceptable. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's partly because they won't see it your way. So when you tell them to fuck off. That that isn't enough of a communique to tell to let them know why they've been an idiot. Now what I, done I right. have to make an intelligent point to come across as not an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And I shouldn't have to put that depth of thought into something I don't care when about. When it's so clear that you're an arsehole. I think like I used to be very bad at even if I was in the right mm. kind of like yeah, never 
pressing that point or always being like, oh no, no, I see your point. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll, oh, we'll yeah, find a way yeah. around it. Um, I, even like as again as I was telling you off air, like I had a difficult meeting today, mm. and he said it on air as well. Mate, did I? Did he? I don't know if he did. I can't, it all blends Rewind in. Rewind the podcast. It all blends in. But the point is, like, I, I'm i getting better at not being, well, trying not to be rude, but also not kind of just caving. Like, yeah. it's, it's that point where when, when this person... I've made a conscious effort. There's, it's, yeah. it's a difficult balance to strike. But the person opposite you is being, like, a little rude, yeah. a little kind of, like, obnoxious yeah. in your face. And they're not giving a shit about anyone else. And that point where, where you know... That's part of my process. If someone's yeah. being rude to me, it's like, well, why should I... Have to be, be polite. polite to you, and I've, I've done a few times. I've, I've not. <laughs> no, or even going as far as to say like that would have been very useful if you'd, you know. Yeah, told me that. 20, I'm, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really useful person to have around. Like ten years after something's happened, because I yeah. just go, I just turn the fuck off. <laughs> it's like, well, there was an incident recently, and we may have talked about this before, but there were these kids telling me a story in a takeaway, and I just went, "Oh, you're boring me now. Fuck off." <laughs> and they did. <laughs> It's and it comes go. with age. It works. So there you go. It comes with age. Because yeah, like, I reckon yeah. when we're over seventy, we can probably say fuck off. We can probably be ruder to people, and but, we'll, you know. <laughs> but if, we, if we can just put a pin in that, you know how they say like you become a grumpy old man. <laughs> oh, I will, and I this will, and happened. I will, and yeah. I will, and that's but, fine. But but genuinely though, it's like they found they've done some studies and they found that you don't generally become more of an asshole as you get older. Mm. Because it's like, oh, all, all, You've always all been an asshole. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Generally, your personality is always the same mm. throughout your life, except as you get older, you have less patience. Yeah, that's, that's well, the I was, only... gonna, I was about to say patience. Yeah. patience. Yeah. I've already noticed I have a lot less patience than I used to. Yeah. Like, there'd be times when I would let people's bullshit just carry on because I would rather not create a scene, mm. have a confrontation, or rock the boat in any way at all. And so if someone was being rude to me, if someone was just being unfair, unjust, doing something stupid or wrong, I just let it go. Yeah. I actually can't anymore. Like, especially at work, and this happens a lot because I have to deal with a lot of idiots at work. Not my not my colleagues, but like clients, basically. Yeah. Um, I just don't let it go anymore. I just go, no, we're not doing it that way. You hired me because I'm an expert. This is how you do it. It's this way. I, I literally say, I mean, I don't say fuck off because they're a client, obviously, but I basically have to come down and just say, nope. Bet you wish you could, though. God, I wish but I But this is it, though, isn't it? Have we have we hit the nail on the head? Like, being an adult, air quotes... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> ...is the subtle art of politely saying fuck off. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's finding a way to say... And then being an elderly... I think if you read between the lines <laughs> on a lot of emails and texts and general messages... Most of it would read fuck off. I reckon 60% yeah. of the emails I send can be translated to fuck off. I like to... <laughs> I like to if it's an email... We don't say fuck on this podcast. Oh, yeah. No, that's, just, that's, just, that's just as well, isn't episode it? Episode one, I think. Yeah, no, we've, we've always had the explicit content, Mark. Good. Oh, that's good news. Um, fuck! But no, if it's... Well, uh, hairy balls. If it's an email... And I can kind of take a moment to like go scream into a pillow before coming back yeah. to the screen. Yeah, I can. But you've got to do that sometimes. You've got to take a minute. And but sadly, you can't. And this is why I mean, you can't always. You can't in real life. You can't do it in person. Face. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, like I, at least if it's a, a shitty email, I can leave, scream silently for a moment, come back, and then my response in an email is generally to try and kill them with kindness. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's always like. Or at least like elucidate it to the point that they can't help but see it from A, your point of view, and B, that you're right. Yeah. You just be so unfailingly polite and yeah. civil to the point where you go like, okay, Janice, now uh, 
Unexpectedly, because of your actions, uh, I think you've cost us ten thousand extra pounds <laughs> and about three weeks of work. But this is an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Sincerely, John. Thank you. Rattis. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Or the first line of the first letter of every line. Yeah. Going it'll, down. Be a, it'll be a great time it's an saver. Acrostic. It'll be a great time saver. We'll just do it acrostics from now on. Yeah. yeah. But you see my point. Hopefully, you see my point. That would be so amazing if you could. I'm just, I'm just picturing it now. If you could somehow have like a really long acrostic going down the length of your email, going, oh you colossal bellen. <laughs> Donna, you're just a fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> on that, on that, on that cheery note, do you have? Any hate, hate mail. mail for us? Yes, right? I'm just I'm just gonna log into the hate mail now. I'm so glad you prepared. I am preparing. Chugga, chugga, I just wanted chugga, to open chugga, my beer chugga, first. Oh, priorities. There you go. Fuck off, Chris Ray. <laughs> I feel there's some. Yeah, genuine... oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel there's some genuine anger in the room tonight. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's show great. Hey, show called hate. So I have one here from Kaylee Wingate. Kaylee, who says hate colon. She hates colon. Doesn't say colon. It's a colon, oh, like a grammatical one. Not a picture of a colon. Fake news posts that are encouraging hate and intolerance. <laughs> like this show. Like it? this show. Example, <laughs> he was arrested for flying an English flag. Share if you're disgusted, etc. Stop spreading hate and also double check what you're spreading. Some use legit photos of something completely different and throw it on top of some shitty context mm. with a particularly racist undertone. Yeah, I've seen that. That is true. I've seen that yeah. online. That's really, really shit. I, I think the the... Specific, you're referring to is probably all the England flags because the World Cup. Yeah. Um, which I don't think anyone's been asked to take these flags down, as far as I know. Well, it, that that would be the story, wouldn't it? It would look like it's that. Yeah. It was actually because they punched actually, someone yeah. in the face or something. It was actually because their house was blocking someone else's window. <laughs> I think we're all door. I think we're all. I I've, I've certainly guess. In the last six months, I have stopped <clears throat> knee jerk sharing scuff. Oh right. Like, uh, to the point where if I see something mm. I uh, agree with now, or even... Um, it's that thing where, like, you see something which is outrageous. Like, we live in an era where ho- pretty hor- horrific stuff is happening mm. a lot. And because of social media, you can't escape it. I think uh, the stuff that's happening in America at the moment with detaining child immigrants is pretty abhorrent. Uh, and I, I think most people would agree. Uh, but when I see this stuff... My initial reaction would have been, oh, I'm going to share it because mm. I agree with it and I want to kind of signal boost it. Mm. Because, but then it, it got to this point where I stopped because it, it occurred to That's me. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, well, it occurred to me after a while that even if, it's, even if I agree with it, and certainly even if it's true, how is my sharing it yeah. helping? And also, I've not verified it as well. Mm. And I don't have the time to go and factually verify everything I read. So I, I've been a lot more cautious mm. lately about actually just... Yeah, Bolt, uh, kind of. People are very quick. People are more interested in being first than they are in being right mm. now. In terms of sharing things, can I just can I, can I bring up something which I uh, it's kind of related and because I I would like to believe it is fake. I would like to believe mm. it is a parody account. <laughs> and I thought this was going to be your hate. Oh, go on. Uh, in the last day or so, a Twitter account has popped up which is for rewriting and remaking The Last Jedi. Mm. Well, that that's... There was a petition when it first came out. 
Yes. Now, I hope it's a. I can. I pray. I don't. No, I don't think it is. No. I think people are genuinely serious about rewriting. There's a lot of hate out there for Rose and Kelly Marie Tran who plays her. She had to quit Instagram. Yeah, she was getting, I saw that because as an actress, she was. It was her fault that the people didn't like Rose, and that only some people didn't like her, and that was her fault. It that is, seems really reasonable, doesn't it? It is. It is really odd because I remember, and she seems like a really nice person. Yeah, she does, Kelly like, Marie Tran. It just like the. The astonishing lack of irony, unless it's a parody account, is kind of amazing because like they're writing saying like, you know, uh, we're we're you know we're gonna rewrite this movie and do it correctly, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna make it as well, you know, because we have to restore the canon of the Star Wars universe, but we believe that you know it's important that we have a diverse group of writers, so we want people who like the movie and people who hated it, but we want people who can work together as a cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> and someone had shared and in, and it had like a thousand replies and in replying to that someone had shared from the Simpsons when Homer designs a car oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> brilliant that's brilliant that's excellent that is perfect as a yeah. response there we go but yeah, oh yeah they're, they're out there um, More hate I've got one here from Philip Gibbs Gibbo, Gibbo the Gibbon who says my hate is terrible eBay sellers oh my no, terrible eBay sellers a few weeks ago I ordered a game off of eBay. The game turned up without the promised manual in a damaged box with an unreadable disc covered in dirt. The experience wasn't fun and I paid £25 for the stupid game. Fortunately, I could return it and got a full refund. You see, that plays into Chris Wright's hate of video games. Yes. Well, I certainly hate video games with dirt on them. <laughs> um, Dirty video games. And you were right not to trust me. Yeah. I think I've only been stung by eBay once when I ordered a video game of The Hobbit. Just because the game's shit. Well, no, the game didn't arrive, <laughs> but yeah, it probably turned out it was quite shit. Oh, I never, you never got but it. But I never got it, and I, I had a moan, and this was years ago when eBay first launched, but mm. yeah, you know, I, I still think about it at night. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So remember, I remember getting somebody off eBay at university, we were doing Secret Santa, and I got someone a... It, I think it was like they really liked Coldplay of all th- of all things. So I went on eBay and it was a CD of their performance at Glastonbury. Right. And where, what they sent me was a ripped CD hmm. of right. just the tracks that they'd kind of. So not with the artwork in the box or no, anything. like and then I was just... like, and if I I wasn't that savvy back then, but I was like, that CD doesn't exist anyway, so I don't know what I thought <laughs> I was buying. <laughs> yeah, like I probably could, I could have just gone and downloaded the tracks myself, probably. If yeah, I... through uh, LimeWire. There were people reports like, while it is criminal, I, I do find I I do find it oddly amusing when people sell like uh, you know. Oh, uh, I'm selling an Xbox on uh, an Xbox on eBay. Box. Yeah, and then it's full of bricks, or you know, that, which has happened apparently. Yeah, happen? or you sell. Some people get like a photo of an Xbox. Like, yeah. They put in the listing like this photo is for sale, but they put it really small, uh, but then they can't be caught out on it. Did you know but, you can't sell your soul on eBay anymore? That's disappointing. Really? Yeah, they actually or put good? in. I don't know. You can sell ah, but you can sell haunted items. Yeah. There's a big, big thing for that. But you can't say the words... I don't believe you can say the words haunted. How can you prove it? But that's the thing. You can't... If you say, I'm selling a haunted clock... Sure. Then people could go, oh, so you're legally claiming it's haunted. Oh. And and I bought it and it's not haunted, so that's fraud. But if you say, I'm selling a clock, 
and I've sense. noticed certain things around it. I, but I, I think it might be possessed by the spirit of a girl who yes, died 15 like, years ago. And then you can just say stuff like, you know, oh, I'm very sensitive to these things, and I get like a weird vibe around it. And this one time, the spectre of death appeared in my in my house because of it. And I took a Fuck photo off. of it, and the photo's here. Fuck off. It's true. It's a photo of an Xbox. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I have one final hate for you from okay. Lucy Locke. Lucy oh. Locke. Of downstairs. Because she's in the house where we're recording. She is downstairs. I, I swear we've had some more hates, but I'm not. No, you're wrong. I don't care enough to go track them down. So <laughs> there we can... No, you're wrong. Okay. Lucy Locke says, I dislike advertising in general. But she's YouTube... mentioned this before. It, yeah, yes. But YouTube is particularly irritating right now. As a 30 something female, all I get is unskippable ads for pregnancy tests and perfume. <laughs> Oh, oh, I've, I've, uh, well, okay. I've heard that lots of videos are demonetized, demonetized. It's like you've never read. <laughs> I've had a couple of beers now. He's doing all right. Because they want you to be happy when you see their ads. Okay. So they avoid anything that could even sa- slightly sour the mood. Newsflash, I'm never going to be happy to see your ad because it isn't the thing I clicked on and you've just taken away the one thing that might have made me watch. Supporting a made me watch supporting a creator. <laughs> that was a long post. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed seri- off, John. Seriously considering taking uh, community manager privileges away from me. <laughs> you didn't appoint me reading manager. Um, why is it? Our community. Why is it that when my when my uh, lovely wife? Oh, you're gets, related. Gets YouTube at? Well, we're not related. <laughs> <laughs> you are now. You're related now. Not no. Your you're family married. now. Your family now. You're related. No, wait. Sidebar. Would Does you, that, would you that ever that say you're related to your true? significant other? <laughs> say that's my. Oh fuck off. <laughs> I mean, in certain parts of the world, maybe. But I'm not interested anymore. No, okay, I just fine. told you to fuck you off. And that fuck the conversation. We went to shut it down. But now. you know, if they if they are like generating ads for you based on algorithms and whatnot, why is it that you know what genitals you have? Lucy gets obvious stuff mm. and i once had an ad for doomsday preppers <laughs> i genuinely i had some hillbilly in front of a tarpaulin saying <laughs> you know are you stockpiling water for the oncoming apocalypse which is definitely gonna happen well you couldn't put that on ebay though because you couldn't like prove it could you no the apocalypse is coming but it's called it's programmatic advertising i believe they call it which ba- which shoves stuff in front of you based on your social media profiles your email, is that details. Your, co- your cookies and whatnot. Yes, exactly. Yes. Now the old uh, GDPR mm. should make that harder, should it not? Mm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Unless you say yes. I have actively avoided all of that. I let I let someone else at work handle it. Well, it's it was given to them ahead of me, which was fine. As long as someone's handling it. Mm. Anyway, we got some loves. I've got some yes. loves. You go. You go. Let's me. Go. You maintain go. the order. It should be me. Which, yeah, I, I think it should. Be. Um, my love, I've forgotten it already. I'm already oh. down here. Yeah, here we go. My- <laughs> you've been here. Complain about him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't manage myself, and you've got to manage yeah. a whole community. No, just- no biggie. Badly. No biggie. I just can't read very well. <laughs> I can't read so very good. I love the fact that there is such a thing as a butt bra. A bra for bums. Isn't that pants? I don't think. I don't think any of us expect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's funny? Yeah, that's I was written down that. in my notebook. <laughs> um, Pumbra. So I so I remembered. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, I heard about this on another podcast, and I was like, "How does that? How does that even work? Like, do you have to have almost like um, I don't know, like braces going over your shoulders?" 
to like lift your bum up. Okay. But the way it actually works is it's two tight sort of um, elastic bands, I guess, but like quite thick elastic bands, like maybe two or three inches right. thick. Okay. And one goes around the top of your thighs, just under your bum. Wait, around both legs? Yeah, I think so. From the look of it. Right. Well, that'd be the only way it would work. So I you think. could only walk in a kind of like kind of like you're wearing a pencil fashion. Yeah, of, yeah, right. yeah. It'd be like then, they walk in the Olympics when they do it competitively. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> walk. <laughs> that's hilarious in, in its own thing. That's a love for another day. Oh, yeah. um, and then the other band, and they're connected at the front, kind of. So it's like two hoops connected at one point. The other band goes above the bum, like around your hips, kind of. Okay. And the effect is these two tight elastic bands sort of squidge and sandwich your bum and push it up a little bit. But generally kind of just push it out because they're kind of like trapping it closest to your body and pushing it out kind of yeah. like... It's very hard to explain in an audio format. No, <laughs> and this is primarily for a female or a male... Well, I think they are potentially for anyone. For anyone. Anyone who wants a, bit, a big a butt or some bum support. I think predominantly they're bought and used by ladies. So, so, so the theoretical scenario here is uh, male or female, you, you put on the bum bra yes and you make it you make your bum look pretty great like it's, it's looking like redonkulous yeah you know and you're walking down the road what if you wear loose jeans well, then the effect is wasted well, yeah more, more exactly. i think the whole point is that you then wear a tight item of clothing oh. to, to sort of demonstrate your newly pert ass i understand so so you've crafted this illusion that you have the most amazing ass you could imagine yeah to the point where somebody sees it uh, an attractive person sees yeah. it and they're just so like entranced overcome that they immediately go like, oh, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Look at that ass. Let's do something about that. <laughs> Let's do and something then about you just, in a that. That does sound a lot like something you would say, Joe. Yeah. No, I'm not the, I'm, I'm merely the, the narrator. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, I see everything. And <laughs> so you both rip off your clothes in a fit of passion. He's just, he's just mimicked mimed ripping off his clothes. Kind of like there. the Hulk. Just and for your, for you're your faced with features. the object of your desire an elastic has two massive elastic bands <laughs> around their groin uh, and I imagine the skin is very red around yeah. around those bits I mean yeah I mean you go ooh, ooh let's get let's get that band off you and then you've got to like scrape it down their body and there's probably some sweat and then <laughs> probably some so you've sweat. got to get these two massive industrial tyres off them mm. and then once that's done the ash just goes back to normal it just looks like two deflated balloons do they wear <laughs> underpants as well yeah, I or would the bra, so. or the bra be in place of the underpants? And also, if the elastic, no, I think the picture I saw, the person was wearing pants. But the bottom elastic band goes around both legs. Yeah, I think so. So it would go under the pant region. Well, it would sort of it sits sort of at the top of your thighs. <laughs> yeah, but it would be under your und yeah, but it'd be like under your yeah under your pants. So <laughs> I just, how would I just you get your pants? It's getting very visual. <laughs> how would you get your pants off without removing the bottom elastic band? Uh, you couldn't. You couldn't. Is no. It? no. You could take the band so off soil, first, maybe. You basically soil soil yourself. Is the uh... oh, if you need to go for a, t- a poopy poop, <laughs> <laughs> then you would probably have to take the butt bra off as well as your pants when you went to do such a thing. That sounds like a lot of effort. Isn't technology wonderful? <laughs> like, what a world we live the in! The things we've achieved. <laughs> just, I, uh, I mean, as often my love seem to end, just Google it. Just uh, type in butt bra and have a look in Google Image Search and you'll see, you'll see it. You'll see it. It sounds like a question. 
Do you even butt bra? But, do, do you butt bra? Do you butt bra? Butt bra? Butt bra? Well, so isn't there like a whole... We should write the advertising campaign for this. Butt bra? Question mark. Butt bra. Isn't there like a whole market for like contouring leggings anyway? Is there? They probably do the same thing. They probably have like is that not bands of he- elastic. But is that not massively simpler than putting two industrial bands of rubber around your ass? Yes. Yeah, much, much simpler, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that, that is way outside my field of expertise. What are contour leggings? They're just like uh, tight leggings. Oh. And then you just sort of squeeze and pinch. Oh, they're like, the right like they're like compacting. They're yeah. like those Spanx. Is that what like, they're Yeah, Spanx, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, because uh, like yoga pants are very big at the moment even, sure, even sure, for people yeah. who don't do yoga some of them oh, well. how ironic alright John what's your love my love what do you love is uh, well uh, the other day I downloaded a video game <gasps> on but Chris Ray hates those how could you do that to him I downloaded it on my phone oh, oh. so I, mean, I guess he doesn't mind those. you don't really talk about video games on your phone it's a mobile game on my phone mm. and it is a video of sorts. Just gonna sort my balls out. <laughs> Your Please. butt bra is snipping. <laughs> <laughs> it's snipping. <laughs> they weren't designed for balls. Well, worst case scenario, you're in the office and you just hear. What's that? Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, what's that? It's fine. Accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> like your clothes rip the thing off. Is, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, what if the butt? Sorry to go back. We're back, to back on butt bra. <laughs> what if the butt bra like was compromised while you were still wearing your trousers and suddenly someone behind you? Just sees your ass go like from this to just like that. flops down just like flops a down. like a uh, rubbish pop up book. For the listeners, uh, Chris Ray just stood up and mimed his buttocks dropping yeah. significantly. Or Thank what you. If, what, worst case scenario, what if, even worse, what if it slipped at an angle? Yeah, well, one drops. <laughs> You'd have a Janet Jackson in this incident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh my. Anyway, sorry, I'm but my, encroaching. Anyway, on so I, I, I downloaded, I was looking for some distraction. And I downloaded a <laughs> mobile phone life? game uh, of Risk, a board oh, game. Oh, I like Risk. Mm, well, here's the thing. Uh, I have not played Risk in a very long time, but I remember enjoying Risk as well. Mm. Uh, it turns out Risk works really well digitally. Does it? Because you don't have to keep track of all the figurines. And every time you conquer a country, it changes to the colour oh, of you. Yeah. So I'm just playing against the computer, and I'm having a great time. <laughs> It's, it's, it's amazing like it, it calms the screaming in the back of my head momentarily <laughs> and it, it's just like so soothing and it's got lovely little animations of all the characters and stuff like little mock world leaders you're kind of like like a Napoleon kind of guy oh, okay. and Sorry, yeah, does he look like he's made out of plastic does he look like a no, plastic no, Napoleon you'd actually like the art the art is very good oh, in okay. it actually and um I am the final arbiter of whether art is good yes, or not. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a hell of a lot of fun. I'm just playing it on my phone going, oh, you know, great. And uh, We used to play Risk a lot, didn't we? We did. Use, we used to have massive... We were so wild as teens that we used to play Risk <laughs> whenever we had a free period at school. We'd have like we had the, a few Risk nights when I was a kid as well. Well, we'd do it apps in the common room at school. You'd have like uh, day-long games and every time anyone had to leave to go to a lesson. Just jump in. Just, someone else would just stop in. Just swap it over. Yes. It got banned in the end. What? Why? Because we were I wasting mean, so banned. much time playing Risk. Okay. Ruined it for everyone else. Yeah. There you go. But no, it's a lot of fun. And um, there is a... Because it's, it's, it's bringing back the rules. I was remembering how it works. And I always remember like when playing on as a board game, it was often a little hard to keep track of uh, the roles and how it works. and how There's many quite people... a lot going on with that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But it's all automated in the app and it's great. Very and, good. And um, you can play two versions. You can play like regular rules or you can play like 
the progressive version where the bonuses you get for trading in cards get mm. progressively bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like poker. It keeps upping the ante. Oh, that's cool. So I went from like being the underdog and being chased all around the globe. <laughs> kind of like I had Australia and then I somehow fled through Europe up to North America, <laughs> back down through Russia towards Australia again. But by the time I traded in the, the cards, I got like 60 troops in one go. Nice, Whoa. Nice. Made my way most around the globe. Killed one of my rivals, got his cards, oh. and in the in this rules, I get to play a new bonus. I got 120. Wonderful dudes. There you go. Delightful. It was amazing. So it's a very small and petty thing, but I'm having a whale of a time playing well, this. I'm, glad, I'm certainly own. glad to hear that. I'm glad one of us. And it yes. saves me having to think. Well, that's mm. the main thing, ultimately, isn't it? It is. You... I'm done. You're done. I've okay. got nothing else to say. Well, I'm gonna throw one at you that I've been saving. So no, for... Star Wars story. No, <laughs> for a rainy day. Darth Maul. Oh! I love Darth Maul. And you're going to disagree with me. You must be very happy in <gasps> Phantom Menace. Yes. Well, he showed up. <laughs> what, the he... film when he appears? <laughs> and that other film, what he has now appeared. That other film, what he has now been in, briefly. We were doing so well. Oh, the spoilers. Oh. No, I really, I, I think, and I've written an article what? on it for Jedi News, by the way. Yes. He's got, he got a raw deal. I what is it I... about him that you like so much? Please. Uh, well, he looks very cool. He does look. It's cool. a very cool design. End of conversation. End of conversation. <laughs> like, like there's and, nothing and, else there. And I think, <laughs> oh. I think what people love about Darth Maul is what he could have been, which is a bit of a tragedy in a way. Um, I think he, if he would have lived throughout the whole prequels and perhaps pl- taking the place of Count Dooku, he would probably be a, a more. What was mem- the point of Count Dooku? Exactly, he would have been a more memorable character in the movies. And I think they probably know that because, as we've seen in Solo, he's popped up. He has. Popped he's alive. Up. He's he got back. chopped in half, oh, and now he's alive. Back. He looks a bit haggard now, though, doesn't he? I, I feel, in many ways, this ties into my hate. Yeah. Because there was nothing there. Like he was a great menacing, silent. A phantom menace. Yeah, he was, he a, was great... a phantom menace. He was a great menacing, silent character. Mm. Who, yes, it's a shame he died, but maybe it was a blessing. Sure. Because sure. He, he was perfect. He, you know. You know, he was what he was. Never I has appreciate to fail. that. Yeah. And now he's back and alive and Thing great. Is, this is what someone precious would say to you. Oh, but if you watched Rebels and the Clone Wars, you would see that he actually survived because of some magic or something. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But it's never going to be explained now because they've already, as you said earlier... <laughs> the trouble is, that the biggest problem in that regard is that they killed him off in Rebels, like, properly. Oh. Like, he died. But wait, when's Rebels set? Rebels is set just before A New Hope. So Solo was set before whatever, that, five ten years before. So we know Rebels. we know he only has so. We long. know we we know what what ultimately happens to him, which feels like a cock up to me. Yeah, because they could have done that as a movie. Yeah, if they were going to bring him back. It's so weird. I just I, there's something just about it that I just think it just intrigues me. I suppose it intrigues me, and I I he hasn't got a character. No, I agree and with which, that. I feel that's why he's good. Yeah, do you? Okay. Yeah, no, I feel he's good because he didn't have a character. I feel any attempt to now give him a character is futile. It's futile. Well, I, they're not going to because now all the Star Wars stories have been stopped. Yeah. So well, there you that go. That whole thread that they must have been. It was so weird that he just turned up at the end of that film. I want to give. I wondered if it was. Because I, I, I had actually heard it was going to happen because I follow Ray Park on Twitter and I've had some interaction with him, which is cool. Oh, really? Cool. He plays Darth Maul. And he said, full disclosure, I'm in this movie. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> right. something, something just popped up and it was he liked it or something. And because obviously in your Twitter feed, you see what yeah. people like. So I knew he was popping up at some point. And then he did. And I was just sort of like, ah. 
That was weird. <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. It was just he sort of popped up at the end and it was like... See, I, okay. I had no idea it was coming. Yeah. So when it happened, I was genuinely like, whoa! Whoa, there he is! I mean, I'm not I'm not that excited about Darth Maul as a character, um, like you, but it was just kind of like, well, I wasn't expecting that kind of thing. A lot of people, though, in the film would have been very confused. They would have just gone, didn't he die? Well, certainly now, yeah. because... As you said, like they're cancelling the stories, the Star Wars stories. So, so that's strange. never going to be resolved. Mm, no. 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 That, that, that is now just a weird, random thing that happened. At go. some point and in I, Solo's and I love, past. I love Darth Maul. I love, I wrote, I love Darth Maul. I just do. It, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but I just thought I'd throw it out well, there. Well, I Fair read enough. your article about Darth yes, Maul. Yes, JediNews.co.uk. But, but I, I thought you hit the nail on the head perfectly. Thank and you. I agree with you. He's brilliant and iconic and wonderful. He is iconic. And I think any attempt to expand it now will just never live up to the... I think something I like about imagine him, him. Yeah. is I remember when Phantom Menace came out and his appearance when he, his double-edged lightsaber mm. first appears. I remember everyone going crazy for that. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, that was such a little thing they had to do to enhance the idea of a weapon that we've yeah. seen for like yeah. decades. And everyone's like, oh, he's got a double-edged one. That's really cool. And what I also like about it is that they haven't done it with anyone else. Mm. Like, yet. I mean, yet. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He did open the floodgates for having a weird, weird lightsaber. Mm. That's true. He did. Do but- you a weird handle? He's and like yeah. Kylo Ren's now. Kylo Ren's weird. got the cross cross. Sword. But we've all come to accept that now, haven't we? That got a lot of mockery originally. I never minded that so much. I think in the trailer, everyone just went, oh, "That's <laughs> that's lame." That's but then lame. everyone's now like, "Yeah, okay, I just like saying." I still maintain that you probably cut your hand off. Then I remember that lightning swords aren't real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I'd just let my anger go. <laughs> I went for a walk and <laughs> thought about my Screamed life. Screamed into a pillow. <laughs> We got any love letters? We have, yes. Oh, oh thank, no. thank God oh, you got no. your phone oh, down. No. That was uh, amazing. I got one from Lucy Locke. Hey! Who says, love food festivals and chutney. Oh, hey, wee. There you go. That's great. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, no, I love it. Love a bit of chutney. I got one here from Gibbo. Gibbo! The Gibbon. He says, my love is finding someone who's interested in the same obscure things that you are. I didn't think I could find another person who could be excited by discussions of 1980s video games, yet I was proven wrong. That wouldn't be Chris Ray. Wouldn't no, be certainly, no, certainly no. not. I joined, I joined Gibbo in a discussion. What 1980s video games would uh, they be? Might they be? Oh, we're talking super early then, aren't we? Yeah, uh, that's a long time ago. When was Mario? You have a timeline above your... 1985. <laughs> it was the first Mario, yeah. Wow. There we go. We can talk, about like Mario, talk about Mario 1. Super Mario. Super Mario Brothers. And I've got a final one from Kaylee Wingate. Kaylee. Take us home, Kaylee. He says, love getting people into music. I thought you were just going to say getting people in trouble. Getting people in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to dub you in. <laughs> I love suggesting a band to a friend or family member and then them falling in love with my suggestion. I would imagine that would give you a nice warm feeling. That is pretty awesome, actually. And I, it's a problem... <laughs> It's a problem I have with my uh, my family because I, I I try to every time I try to You've got a problem with your family. It's it's very rare that I'm able to actually turn them on to music mm. that I Not like. Not just turn them on. No, I mean to my my dad and my brother. It's like I um, closest I've come is sharing Lemaitre Lemaitre oh yeah Closer which is an amazing song I I remember thinking it's very grimy I remember thinking that's a bit too it's a bit too grimy a bit too funky you might say high grime but my dad kind of liked it did he and then I remember remember trying to play them like uh, 
everything everything yes because the cycle is that you and ali and ali's a massive fan of everything everything potentially their biggest fan yeah i'd like mm-hmm. but that's the thing like you corrupted me you were like <laughs> check this out and like oh that's really cool i really like it yeah, really good. and i remember trying to get my dad into that see that surprises me and my dad I... didn't enjoy it oh, but go. maybe you just need like a bit of time and a bit of effort you know? i fundamentally i agree with kaylee mm. but i do think there's a dangerous mm. breed of this sort of person who obsesses with trying to be the person who introduces you to the new stuff. And they can get very annoying. Like, oh. the, the kind of people, this could be a whole other hate in itself, but are like, um, you won't have heard of this, but this is amazing. And then the instant you go, oh yeah, no, that's quite kind of good. They've moved on because they've got to find something else that you haven't yet heard of to introduce you to that. I've met people in my life who are a bit like that. They're, they're so keen to like, maybe maybe everyone just wants to sit down and listen to like something that everyone knows because it's a party and someone goes oh no no you should put this on and it's like no one knows it and we're just sitting there going oh, yeah oh, that sucks oh, at a party. okay yep I think um, I've yeah no it's, it's, it's a very good point because I've I've had to learn and it's something like the few times in my life where I've had to select music for like for a, entertainment yeah for an entertain, entertainment thing I do try to be crowd pleasing yes I don't always succeed I, 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 I admit that but I am like I appreciate that the stuff I like isn't necessarily what everyone likes. No, and I've had to accept after a while that, like, certainly the stuff that I will dance to is not necessarily <laughs> what everyone will dance to. And I, like, notoriously have terrible rhythm and timing, but... I think it's just time and place. I think I think anyone can introduce someone to something new as long as it's the right time. If mm. it's a party environment and everyone just wants something on in the background that they can all sing along and bop to, that's not the time to do it. I, I don't like music. Right. Cool. Well, it's been a fun episode. Um, <laughs> do we feel that love or hate won? Well, I turned the last love letter into a hate. I feel pretty bad about yeah. that. Yeah. We got like bonus. We got a lot of bonus and, hates. And, I, and I, feel did. Like, I feel like John didn't like Darth Maul the way I do. Yeah, I and mean, I'm, I'm not crazy about Darth Maul. <laughs> you... not, no one likes him the way you do. <laughs> they better not. I go mental. He's like, my husband, Foo. He's my Daphomir man. That's the planet he's from. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, Knowledge is the bomb. You're so cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I think hate one. I think hate one. I think hate one. Because I don't feel proud of myself. (laughs) We've recorded a podcast and I don't feel... I feel dirty. I feel dirty. (laughs) Yeah, hate one. Whatever. But we did get butt bras. We got butt bras. Yeah, you take that. Are you guys all comfy? John didn't want me to have a mic. Your distances and whatnot? But, uh, yeah. If you, you happy? are. If you're happy, John. I was born happy. I don't really know. And then it got Anything. worse. <laughs> I was born happy and look at me now. Okay, yes, shall we? Look at me now. Let's roll.